This is Truth Pop. Welcome to another episode of Truth Pop. What's up? It's Jake and Kathy. We are cake and we are quarantined. We are quarantined cake. If you are just listening for the first time, what we do is, uh, well, we're a young adult married couple, Catholic married couple connecting Christ into culture. And so every episode we review a pop song, a movie, TV show, and we look at it from a spiritual lens. What's it trying to say from a societal, cultural, religious point of view? And uh, we're going to be getting into a song from Harry Styles, one of the members of the great band One Direction, the song Adore You. Um, Funny story about that song, babe. The reason we decided to truth pop this song. We mentor sixth graders, and this was, I think, a month or two ago, probably two. And we were talking about adoration and what it means to adore God. And one of our sixth graders raised her hand and she said, isn't that a song by Harry Styles? And Jake was like, yes, you are correct. It is. And then I, uh, of course, told her about Truth Pop. And <laughs> but no, I mean, she's getting a shout out because, I mean, she's right. This song, Adore You, um, it is worth talking about. So we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But uh, first, babe, I thought that, you know, it's been a while since we've come out with an episode of Truth Pop in this quarantine life right now. With the Rona, I guess it's just prohibited us from going into our normal recording studio. So yeah, right now we're sharing a mic, so uh, we have to get pretty close. Uh, but uh, we're married, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a guy who asked us that when we were taking a walk, and we were holding hands. Are we supposed to be sharing? It's fine, because married couples can hold hands throughout quarantine. And um, what did he He's like, oh, I could understand why you're not social distancing. Yeah, we just laughed. We didn't know what to say. But I mean, look, we're making the most of this. I'm sure you are too. And hopefully we'll continue to get through this together. I know we really miss our family. And Kathy and I, uh, we actually have a new nephew. Paul was born a couple of weeks ago. He was actually born on Good Friday. Such a cute little baby. He's so sleepy. He sleeps 23 hours a day. I've been told. <laughs> I wish I could be in Paul's shoes right now. <laughs> One day he's going to like look back and be like, yeah, that whole uh, Corona situation, I um, slept through most of it. I <laughs> can't say I blame the kid. But anyway, we're kind of di- we're disappointed, obviously, that we can't see him. And, you know, we're missing our family in the Chicago area. But, you know. Yeah, it was a hard Easter without seeing our family this year. It was just like completely different than what we're used to. I know one of the things that Babe has keeping you really sane through this whole experience has been walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've really relied on, you know, things like movies, uh, TV shows. I love, love me some Hulu, things like that. Yeah, walks have been your thing. So the weather's been somewhat nice and we've been able to go out. Sometimes it's like really cold and then other times it's like warm for like a day or two, which we got to take advantage of those times. There was a time last weekend where you wanted to go for a walk. And I'm the type of guy that, like, I like getting out and enjoying the sunshine. But, you know, a long walk just kind of, I don't know. It's just one of those, it's not my favorite hobby. So last weekend, you're like, babe, can we just go for a quick walk? It'll be a short one. I said, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Then what happened? Well, I ended up taking us on a longer walk. And, well, because you kept saying, 
oh it's okay i don't care where we go so i'm like trying to be supportive you know i'm like okay we'll we'll take a longer walk and i didn't say it out loud um so i ended up taking us through a swampy area and i didn't know literally a swamp i didn't know it would be swampy um but the pathway was kind of flooded because there's been a lot of rain lately and um there was a lot of water so i i decided to walk and guide us through the grass area so maybe we could avoid a little bit of the water but unfortunately the water went up to our ankles and um fun stuff yeah our feet got soaked and i had to take off my shoes on the pathway like i said i mean we all gotta do we all yeah right we all gotta do something to keep ourselves sane you know so anyway um yeah but love to hear how your experience is going right now uh hit us up on social media we're on facebook twitter instagram and if you are suffering from cabin fever just know you can connect with us hopefully we'll entertain you i mean even if it's at our own expense oh we should have gotten a video of us going through the swamp and put that up on our page (laughs) we should have anyway let's get into the song it's um from harry styles and it's called adore you All right, so the reason we wanted to get into this song, it's fairly simple. Harry Styles in the song is talking about a girl, and uh, he's saying, I adore you, you know, let me adore you. And it seems like a romantic thing, but I can really see myself in what he's saying, and I'll explain. Okay, so growing, growing up in college, I started out at a school, and it was a Christian school, and I loved it. I loved my experience there, but... Um, you know, I'm, I was just this young Catholic guy and I was like, oh, I, I know there's going to be that one Catholic girl at a, at a Protestant university who I'm destined to be with. And I just was like trying so hard to find that one Catholic girl. She wasn't there. So it's funny how God uses our sometimes imperfect motives to bring about a greater goal. So I eventually transferred to Franciscan University, a Catholic school in Steubenville, Ohio. And I said, that's where my Catholic woman is, right there, Franciscan. God had other plans. He actually used that time using my desire to find a Catholic wife for a different reason. You know, he's just like laughing, saying, oh yeah, Jake thinks he's going to meet his wife at Franciscan. But I actually ended up using that time to grow in my relationship with the Lord. And I spent a lot of time in prayer there. And I looked at it as just like a two-year-long retreat in a lot of ways. I mean, I Okay, I guess I did a little homework here and there, but my point of saying this is I, I went through this like aching in my heart, especially throughout college where I I had these insecurities, right? I had these, you know, achings in my heart to be loved by someone else. And I think we can all relate to that because that's the human condition to love and be loved. And that was where I was at was trying to find that love in another person. And I I think a lot of us, even as Catholic young adults, can maybe admit to falling into that mindset that, you know, it's this Hollywood romance where once we meet the the perfect person for us, all of our insecurities are going to go away and life is going to be blissfully perfect. But what God was trying to say to me through this experience was that only he could satisfy my human longing. And that is the perfect reason for us to adore God. That is the reason why we are here on earth. We are made to know and love God, to worship God. 
that's why we were created. And St. Augustine has said that. You know, in the, his confessions, he said, our hearts are restless until they rest in God. And I think so often we try to find that wrestling, that aching in our, our hearts. We try to find it in another person or a substance or something else, but it never completely satisfies. Only God can satisfy that longing in our heart. So I had to learn that the hard way is that when I met Kathy, I was still kind of maybe struggling a little bit with that mentality. And I started to realize, you know, that's really unfair of me to put that on another person, to ask them to be my savior. That's way too much pressure. Now, Kathy, I don't know if you felt that way, but I know that in my own life, I was searching for that other savior. And it wasn't in you. It wasn't in anyone else. It's in Christ. And so that's that's what I'm taking from this song, Adore You, is that he's putting on another person what we're only supposed to be putting on God. And that's adoration. And babe, maybe you can get a little bit more into what adoration means and separate adoration from other terms we use like honor and reverence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I think one thing that would help us understand adoration is explain what the Greek word is, the translation of adoration. And that word is latria. And latria mm-hmm. is basically supreme worship allowed to God alone. We can give our Latria to no one else other than God. It is to put God above all things, which connects to the first commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. And it's different from other terms of reverence and honor like you were saying. And it's kind of like a hierarchy. So at the top, we have Latria. And the second form of honor is called hyperdulia. And what hyperdulia is, is the highest reverence. Now, this is reserved for Mary. Mary is the mother of Jesus. She is our spiritual mother. I don't even know how to explain how wonderful Mary is. She is the second in line with Christ. Now, we don't we don't give Mary our Latria. We give that to Christ. But the more that we give Mary our hyperdulia, the more our latria for Christ will increase. She brings us to Christ. She is the one that brings us to his pierced side, and we receive that mercy. She brings us to Jesus on the cross. So hyperdulia is reserved for Mary. The third in line is called protodulia. Now that means first revered. And this is actually reserved for one of the greatest saints. Now, one of the greatest saints, when I say that, I do not mean Mary, because Mary is greatest of all saints. However, she is on her own category. Most people do not call Mary Saint Mary, unless we're talking about a building, because Mary is in her own category. She is the one who gets hyperdulia. So Saint Joseph, we do call him Saint. He is the greatest of all saints. So he's third in line after Mary. We reverence him above all the angels and saints. And then the fourth of the hierarchy is dulia, which is reverence. And we have that for all angels and saints. And we ask for their intercession and we learn from them as examples. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? And by the way, Father Donald Calloway beautifully illustrates those points you just made, babe. And the uh, consecration to St. Joseph, 
Now, we can briefly get into that uh, because we're both currently doing the consecration to St. Joseph and we've both done the consecration to Mary. This is actually a really, really cool way to get closer to Jesus. So Kathy's already established the point that I hope you understand that we don't worship Mary. We don't worship St. Joseph. We don't worship the saints. However, they exist. Their whole life, their whole vocation exists to bring us closer to the one who should be adored. And that is God. That is the Christ child. So we're both doing this consecration to St. Joseph. And Kathy, you said this to me, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with my relationship with Jesus because of the fear the fear of getting close to someone who's God, right? Like, I love Jesus. I, I worship him. But sometimes, like, I just feel so insecure and just so unworthy. And so I'm starting to realize this. As Father Calloway's doing this consecration to St. Joseph, he explains how the reason why these consecrations are written is just so that we can have a better relationship with God, with Jesus. And I know that's been the case for you when you did the consecration to Mary, right? Yeah, definitely. The Marian consecration had such a strong impact on my conversion experience. I was very lukewarm. And after I made the consecration first to the merciful heart of Jesus, and then shortly after to Mary, my heart and my faith became on fire with love for Christ. And I was greatly transformed. And I just think it has to do a lot with that wound we have from Adam and Eve. Like a lot of things root back to Adam and Eve. And in the garden, after they had taken that fruit from the apple, what did they do? They hid from God. They didn't turn to God when that's what they should have done, when God just wanted to forgive them and give give them his mercy. They hid from God. So, As a result, we kind of hide from God when we sin. We have this fear that God is this mean ogre who's going to hurt us, who's going to get mad at us. And while God does have his justice, he also has his mercy, his divine mercy. And he wants us to turn to him. And that's what he wants us to do first. And if we don't turn to him, if we don't repent, then his justice, that's what we'll get. So I think Mary and St. Joseph, they do a beautiful job of bringing us to Jesus because they're not as scary because Jesus is God, you know, and we have that wound from Adam and Eve. Mary and St. Joseph will bring us to Jesus and we can receive that mercy. An analogy I like to use, babe, is the way... I love you is different from the way I love your mom. Mm -hmm. But that love still exists for your mom. That love still exists for your dad. And it's it's the same thing. Our love for Mary is not worship. Because Mary would be the first person to say, no, all honor, all all glory goes to my child who I raised. Mm -hmm. And St. Joseph would say the same. So we're not worshiping them, but we're loving them because we know that the love that we have for God spills over and it it causes us to love those who Christ also loves. And of course, Christ would love his mother and his father growing up. He he credits his whole childhood 
to the way that they raised them. So it just shows we as Catholics have such a beautiful family to turn to. But the key point in all of this is that God is the one who we need to put first. We need to put God first. We need him to be the one we give the crown to. So what I find really interesting, babe, and this is something I recently learned about, Father Chris Aylar, mm-hmm. you know, he's a marrying father, and he talks a lot about divine mercy. You, you were getting into divine mercy, and something really compelling that he recently explained was that when the divine mercy chaplet, it's a common prayer that, you know, we pray to invoke God's mercy, when that was first written, they called it the corona of mercy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, Corona in Latin, that means crown. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think God's saying something here with this coronavirus. He has to be speaking to us. I think God is allowing this. He's not causing this virus, but I think he's allowing this as an opportunity before our final judgment. He's saying, I'm giving you a chance to serve me, to make me number one again, because our lives have just been so it was so distracted by sports, entertainment, you know, whatever the latest um, Hollywood scandal is. I don't know, whatever it is for you. I, I myself have those things I get distracted by. But what's happened with this quarantine is that all those things have been taken away. And, and we've had a lot more time now to pray and to think about God's love, maybe in a way you've never done before. And we've had extra time to read and I, I hope all these things are just drawing us back to the initial reason we exist in this life. And that's to know, love, and worship God. And to know his love for us in an intimate way. So this corona of mercy, I think there's something to that. Let's give God back the crown. And let's look at those things in our life that maybe are just a little too important. Maybe those things that we're putting ahead of God. And let's give God back the crown. Let's make him number one and let's adore him. And even when it comes to our marriages and relationships, our friendships, the reason we have those things in our life is to glorify God as well, right? Even when it comes to searching for a spouse, you should be looking for a spouse that honors God, that worships God. Are you looking for a spouse that first and foremost puts God first? All of our decisions, all of our actions should be oriented towards God. And when we have God as our number one priority, everything else seems to fall into place, right? All those things. And when I was in college and, you know, I didn't have God number one in my life, my life was kind of a mess because I I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't have a mission and a goal in mind. But when we make God the number one thing in our life, And when we let all of our other decisions orient towards what will most glorify God, everything else seems to click. So maybe this time is a blessing for us to put God first, to make him number one, and to adore him. Because if we don't use this time now, we're not, who knows how much time we're going to have. Yeah, really well said, babe. I completely agree. I think God's allowing this time so that we can grow closer to him. And like we've talked about in the past, you know, there's meaning in suffering sometimes and we can unite the suffering with his. And I also think it's pretty incredible that this time is happening around Easter season. And, you know, what does Easter mean? Jesus, well, first Good Friday, Jesus died for us. He died so that our sins may be forgiven. And then what happened three days later, he was resurrected. And 
Jesus's resurrection allowed us to have royal adoption into his family. And that means that he wants to share his crown with us, you know, someday when when we get to heaven. And in order to do that, we have to first crown him. We have to give him the the corona, the Latin crown. And, you know, we have so much extra time now. We can pray now. You know, we may not be able to go to church. We might have to watch it on our screens. We may not be able to go to adoration in person. We may not even be able to go to confession or reconciliation. But we can pray. We can pray right where we are. We can read the scripture. And we can grow in holiness. No, this is the time where saints are made. This is the time when you can become holy. How many truth pop points would you give this song? So when we're talking about this song, Adore You from Harry Styles. You know, we like to give it a truth pop rating out of 10, 1 to 10. How many points does it deserve in terms of truth, beauty, and goodness? And how much does it really direct us towards God? And babe, when I'm thinking about the song, you know, I I guess if we're looking at the song in terms of the lens of glorifying God, I'd give it probably a nine or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I feel like he's talking about a girl that he's in a way, he might be objectifying, I don't know, but he's definitely putting on the same level as God, because we are only meant to adore God. So I'm going to give this song probably a five in that case. How about you? I give it a two. I <laughs> I just think that the word adore is such a strong word that he's using incorrectly. Like, we should never adore a person. No one ever deserves our latria except for God. And I also think that he is glorifying his feelings a lot. You know, he even mentions this is the state of mind. He basically is talking about love as a state of mind, which we know it's so much more than that. And I don't think that he is, he's not depicting love in the way that it is. He's selling it so much shorter than it actually is, and he's uh, falsely defining it. Well, you convinced me. I'll give it a two as well then. You're good. <laughs> you took that persuasive, persuasive um, writing class in uh, grade school seriously there. In high school, actually, yeah. <laughs> Persuative, pers- persuasive. Persuasive writing. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back into talking class too, grammar class. Anyway, give us your reaction to this song and tell us if you agree, if you don't agree. Um, we're here for you too on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search for us on Truth Pop and truthpopproductions at gmail.com is where you can let us know if you have any way that we can pray for you, especially in this time. We're here for prayer requests as well. So also be sure to like our Facebook page because we've been doing a live Facebook rosary and also a live chaplet. So be sure to like the page, follow us there, and we can pray as an online community in this time. But please do stay healthy. Uh, Know that your health and and your well-being is important to us. And most of all, just remember that God is here and it might feel like he has left you in this time. It might feel scary. It might feel threatening in some kind of way. If you've lost your job, maybe you just don't know what to do right now. But know that God is still working. And sometimes when you don't feel him, that's when he's working the most. Keep giving him that crown. Keep making him number one. Connecting Christ into culture. This is Truth Pop.